I'd like to use as a sermonic theme this morning, plant it, plant it. If you're needing some kind of visual imagery, you can look at the plant in the middle of the table. If I said the name Brian Stevenson, many of you might know that he's the author of A Just Mercy, a civil rights lawyer who spends most of his time in prison and jails with people on death row where there's a great deal of hopelessness. He has dedicated his life to this cause. He knew early on that there would be no marriage for him, that there would be no kids. He was fully aware of the sacrifice that he was making. But if I mentioned his matriarch grandmother, you might be even less familiar. Let's just say in her family, she had a reputation for sowing seeds. Sowing seeds. She had many others. And while she could bring a fight to an end, Brian remembers, he also remembers she could start one too. The I can't breathe kind of conversation phrase originated with her. When she saw any of her grandkids, she would squeeze them so tight they felt as if they literally couldn't breathe. She had a big family, and there was always opportunities for her to sow seeds. So when that opportune time came for her, she would stare at one grandchild. She would stare at them until they could feel her eyes on them. And then she would pull them aside, and she would give them the talk. She would say to each one of them alone, I'm about to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone else what I'm about to tell you. She would let them roll that around, her proposition in their head, before moving on. Then she would say to them, I want you to know I have been watching you. I think you're special. I think you can do anything you want to do. And then she would say, I just need you to promise me three things. By then she had their full attention. The first thing I need you to promise me is that you will always love your mom. The second thing she would ask them to make a promise is that you will always do the right thing even when the right thing is the hard thing. And the third thing she would ask them to make a promise about is that they would never drink alcohol. She dropped these seeds on every grandchild. We enter the biblical passage that Judy read so well today with a parable on seeds that can fall in four different spots, four different areas. The first three areas are less than ideal, but that fourth, spot, that fourth spot is gold. According to Professor Anna Case Winters at McCormick Theological Seminary, the sower in this parable is sowing anywhere and everywhere, regardless of reception and regardless of risk. The sower does not wait for receptivity. The sower drops the seed. That's the sower's job. One of my first jobs during my first summer in college was working at a temp agency. 
And one assignment that I got sent on was to be a mail sorter for Time magazine. At that time, they would get all kinds of mail from all over the world. And they had a ton of us home from summer college students to help them sort mail. I never knew this, but there's a whole machine that would open up mail on a moving belt. And you had so many seconds to retrieve the mail out of the envelope and put it on the shelf to the department that it was supposed to be going to. The queen of the operation was magic to watch. Her machine would be moving down quickly and she would be snatching stuff up. The goal was to increase your speed while keeping your accuracy, accuracy to less than five mistakes per each 100 envelopes that you uh, went through. We had one task, we didn't have two, three, one task to get the mail going in the right department. That was it. In this story today, the sower has one job, to plant it, to drop the seed, release it so abundantly and generously, but to let go of the seed. Professor Anna Case Winter goes on to say the reality is that the word seed, sown graciously and generously scattered, does not always fall on receptive ground. Even when it does, there's always plenty that puts the plant at risk. Those who first hear with enthusiasm but then fall in the way in face of trouble and persecution are compared with seed that fell on rocky ground and it didn't really take root. Other seeds fall among thorns that choke the life from them as the cares of the world and the lure of wealth can do. It is only in this good soil the word is heard and understood and it bears fruit. The final harvest is worth the sower's extravagance. It exceeds all expectations with an increase of 30, 60, or 100-fold. The unchecked generosity of the sower is vindicated by the results. There was a college student who set up a meeting with his professor because he felt like in class he was being misunderstood. His point wasn't getting heard. He explained to the professor that he found himself holding back because he didn't want to be canceled and he felt like when he expressed himself that the other students in the class misunderstood him. He put his head in his hands in angst, and the professor said to him, you are spending too much time worrying about how others might perceive you. You're spending too much time on where your words land. I can hear Jesus about right now saying, you're spending too much time on the soil. The professor turns to the student and says, you need to focus on expressing yourself. That is the one thing you control in everything you say, not how others perceive you. Focus on communicating. Focus on dropping those seeds. Plan it. Plan it. Focus on doing good. Plan it. Plan it. Focus on communicating. Plan it. Plan it. Focus on dropping those seeds. Focus on doing good. Focus on the word of God. Focus on being your best self. Where the seed fall is out of our jurisdiction. Just plan it, plan it. In bowling, if you keep throwing the ball, you're going to do what? You're going to hit some pins eventually, amen? If you keep throwing seeds, some seeds, 
are going to find good soil. Put something out there. Take that first step. Give it your best shot. It's not our job to worry about where the seed lands, but to have enough faith to plant the seed. Plant it. Just plant it. Release those seeds. I imagine that Jesus in his ministry must have planted a lot of seeds. We can certainly see in scripture some didn't land on good soil. Amen. Last week, we heard Jesus express disappointment that where he had dropped the most seeds, those communities, those cities, those people's heart had remained hardened. Jesus talked and he talked, he ministered and he ministered, he performed miracles after miracles. He sat with people and sometimes he just had to get away because it was too much. He planted seeds and he didn't know what would grow and what wouldn't. Not my problem, not my worry. Jesus was just dropping seeds. And apparently some of those seeds found good soil. But his focus was not where the seed landed. It was simply dropping the seed. And if Jesus could just drop the seed, then who are we to cherry pick where we spread our seeds? Effectiveness is not the same as fruitfulness. Efficiency is not a spiritual gift. In telling this parable, Jesus seems unconcerned that the sower may be wasting their time by sowing in improbable places. Because when the sower hits good soil, the result is fruitfulness. In this parable, the realm of God grows not by addition, but by multiplication. The increase is exponential in all that is required of followers is to plant the seed. There's a lovely Hasidic story of a rabbi who always told his people that if they studied the Torah, it would put the scripture on their hearts. One of them asked, why put it on our hearts and why not put it in our hearts? And the rabbi answered, only God can put the scripture inside. But reading sacred texts can put it in your heart. And when your heart breaks, the holy word will fall inside. All we can do is drop seeds, drop seeds, plant it, plant it. Where it falls and what it does is not our job or our jurisdiction. Just plant it, just send the seed, just plant the seed, just plant it, just keep walking, just do good, just do right, just plant the seed. That which comes from the heart hopefully will reach the heart. Today I began with the story of Brian Stevenson's grandmother dropping seeds on all her grandchildren and not really knowing where it would fall. She had a lot of grandkids and each one of them got the you are special speech. And every time she meant it, 200%. But a nine-year-old had a conversion moment and he committed those three promises to his heart. He felt special and he felt loved and he adored his grandmother. And at nine years old, it was easy for him to say he would love his mother. At nine years old, it was easy for him to say he would do the right thing. And y'all know at nine years old, it was easy for him to say he would never drink because he hadn't started drinking. (laughs) It was easy to make those promises. So a couple of years later, Brian and his siblings are hanging outdoors. His brother has gotten a six-pack of beer. His brother takes a sip. His sister takes a sip. And then they pass the beer to him. 
And so Brian says, I'm going to pass on that beer today. His brother is like, no, we're doing this today, and you always do what we do. And we've taken a sip, and you've taken a sip. And what do you think Brian did? He passes again. And then his brother starts staring at him, staring at him real hard. And it's like a light bulb goes off. And he says to Brian, oh, I hope you're still not hung up on that conversation Big Mama had with you. And Brian is like, what are you talking about? Because up until this point, Brian thought that Big Mama only had the conversation with him. His big brother says, you know, Big Mama has that talk with all of her grandkids. She drops that seed everywhere. Brian felt devastated. He didn't feel as special. But guess what? The seed had fallen on good soil. Brian is over 60 today, and his book and his cause has been made into a movie. And he confesses out loud that over 60 years old today, he has never had a drop of alcohol. Plant the seed. Just drop the seed. Just drop the seed because you never know where your seeds will fall. Listen to this parable of the sower. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed that was sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no roots, they, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth chokes the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed that falls on good soil, that seed that falls on good soil, refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielded a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Plant the seed. Plant the seed. Plant the seed. Amen.